0: Are you listening? 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 my G. Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you
1: listening?
0: Are you listening? Are you
1: listening? Are you listening? Are you listening?
0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening Podcast, where two friends sit down and talk about music for about an hour or so. Uh, We discuss a record that one of us has listened to for years and years, and the other one is listening to for just the first time uh, this week. Um, Scott, I'm here with
1: my friend, Brand. How's it going, man? It's going. We had wardrobe conversation in the pre-show meeting, and I'm not happy about what's happening on my end of it. Uh, (laughs) Also, I don't know if that intro was true for this episode. It was not true for this episode.
0: This episode uh, is a little bit different because neither of us had listened to this record
1: beforehand, before this week. Which sounds wild. Like, how do two guys who've never heard a a record are going to do an episode on said record? Because the whole thing about our podcast is we like to go in blind. The person who hasn't heard it likes to go in blind. So if neither of us have heard it, Scott, if neither of us have heard this record, how are we going in blind? This was actually a uh, friend
0: recommendation suggestion request uh, by uh, a high school friend of mine. So a good friend of mine for like 25 years, which is wild. So uh, shout out to Chris, my friend Chris. Thank you, friend, uh, for, for recommending this one. Very excited. On top of recommending and suggesting this record... He did all the
1: notes for this. (laughs) He did all the legwork for this episode. And I will be holding my shout out until I see how well these notes are done. I'm going to go over these things with (laughs) a fine tooth comb. And if I'm not satisfied, I will, I will not only will I not give my shout out, I will rescind your shout out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, not only had we gone into this record blind, neither one of us has looked
1: at these notes either. One of us kind of wasn't allowed. <laughs> no, one of us you... printed this out. One of one of us printed these <laughs> out and said, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. So uh, this week, uh, the recommendation for us. Well, okay. This week uh, is actually our last episode of like our first season, like our first year. So this is the season one finale, the end of season one. Is a is a friend recommendation?
1: I like that. I like that. It's a good, uh, it's a good ending to season one. I think. Is it a, is it like a twist finale, like The Sopranos it, or Lost? I mean, it kind of is, right? Because we've talked about possibly doing uh, a friend
0: recommendation, and now we're just getting to it with the yeah, we, the ending we of season talked
1: one. About it for maybe twenty episodes, maybe twenty episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, I think we might have talked about it in like. Episode three, (laughs) because
1: I think Stick recommended Modest Mouse to us way, way back. Yeah, and we're still ignoring that recommendation.
0: (laughs) This recommendation from my friend Chris is the Butthole Surfers record "Electric
1: Larryland." Is it the, or is it just Butthole Surfers? It might be Butthole Surfers. I don't know. I don't know why, but it's kind of like a thing for me. I think it's it's just Butthole Surfers. If it's a the or or not. Gotcha. Yeah, there is there is no the. Okay. I think it comes from years of like playing trivia, especially like movie trivia, where mm-hmm. the doesn't count as T. Like it just counts as right. the next word. Like the doesn't count. It's just me being a pedantic asshole, basically. That's fine. Either way, it's okay. the butthole surfer's electric laryland. No, it Not isn't. It's the. butthole
0: surfers <laughs>
1: electrolaryland.
0: Yeah. Have you did you know anything about butthole surfers before this?
1: Uh, the name, I've I've That's heard the it? name, I've seen the name, I've probably seen some merch. After listening to it, there's definitely one song I've heard. Pepper? Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, the big definitely. radio hit. That was the only thing definitely, I knew about him, too. I've definitely heard it before. And we'll yeah. get to that track when we get there.
0: Yeah, I was just curious what our what our level of knowledge was of the band before we jumped into anything.
1: I was aware of them as like a punk-ish band. I knew they were in the scene and I don't know what scene, but I knew they were like a punk band, <laughs> maybe even like like pre-when the hardcore scene got huge. I think they may have been okay. involved in the hardcore scene a bit. Um, that also might just be me extrapolating certain sounds I heard on this record, which again, sure. we'll get to. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I knew the name and I never ventured into them. I don't know why. I There was just something. And I've listened and... Uh, Again, I've listened to bands with names like Infin Annihilator, <laughs> yeah, and for some reason, bottle Surfers it just never it was, was not like, you know I need to give that a go <laughs> right, yeah,
0: the only thing I knew was uh Pepper, and like that that was it i don't I don't recall them ever having a second single ever. We'll get into Pepper when I talk about it, but yeah, I just never ventured into the band. they kind of like. Pepper was kind of like a kind of an odd song that just never grabbed me completely. Like I liked it, but it's never like I really need to listen to Pepper,
1: you know? Yeah, it might have been the sounds. uh, And by the way, I I've heard the song Pepper and I knew the name butthole surfers, but I don't know if I ever put them together. Like, I don't know if I knew that butthole surfers did that song. And I don't know while I was listening to that song, if I knew it was butthole surfers. I just Mm -hmm. also I don't know how I feel about saying the word butthole this many times. I know. It's 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 a wild thing. I may have to just, like, bleep them in post. For some reason, it feels dirtier. It just feels wrong, right? Yeah. It feels real dirty, and it's not a dirty <laughs> word at all. No, it's not. Yeah, I, I don't know. So there may be, just be, like, air horns over every time we say the band's <laughs> name in this episode. Well, uh,
0: we'll see how many times that is as I get into the notes from Chris. So a little bit about the band. Butthole Servers was formed in San Antonio, Texas in 1981 by singer Gibby Haynes and guitarist Paul Leary, who were technically the only consistent members of the band from the beginning. Though drummer King Coffey has been with the band since 83. Uh, There have been additional rotating members through the years. Haynes and Leary met in college in the late 70s, and though Haynes had a job at an accounting firm and Leary was working toward a business degree, they shared a warped sense of humor which led to them publishing a fanzine with pictures of medical ailments and selling T-shirts with Lee Harvey, Harvey Oswald's face on them. Eventually, they left the business world and moved to California, which soon led to the formation of the band. A fanzine with pictures of medical ailments sounds like something you might be into.
1: I don't know. I'm not into, not? like, gross-out stuff. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Like I, I do in, like specimens, I like medical tools, like oddities, yeah. but I'm, I don't know if I want to see like a, a 15th century boil or something, <laughs> right. but the year that they formed early eighties, that actually, yeah. that puts a lot of this album into perspective, even though I know this album came out in the nineties. I don't know when it's sometime in the nineties. I think but, we'll probably get
0: there in the, in, in the notes. Yeah. I imagine.
1: But some of the sounds I heard on here that checks out that they were formed in the early 80s. Like I, I, there's some there's some connections that I made in certain songs that are like, oh, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that too, because there's there's some similarities between a few of these songs and some other bands that I really enjoy. So Butthole Servers became known in the hardcore punk scene for their chaotic live shows. There There you go. Which, amongst other things, involved Haynes striking a flaming symbol with a mallet, hiding condoms filled with stage blood in his clothing, and occasionally
1: firing a shotgun in the air. They were also known as. Holy shit, that's wild. Hold on. on. One of those three things is not like the other. (laughs) That's wild. I get like a flaming symbol may be a bit dangerous. That's fine. The condom's yeah. full of fake blood, whatever. That's like weird and yeah. but like shooting a shotgun in the air is insane.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they were also known for their black comedy and a sound that incorporated elements of psychedelia, noise rock, and punk, as well as their use of sound manipulation and tape editing. I still can't get over the shotgun thing. That is
1: insane. Like, can you imagine a basement show and he's just shooting a shotgun into the air? I mean, guns in the early mid 80s are way different than guns now, especially like the idea of them. So like I went on a hike yesterday and Mm -hmm. two people were coming down the trail at me and this dude had a pistol on this on his side. And he was wearing a cutoff shirt and cargo shorts. Now nah. I don't know what kind of clothing that I would approve of you having a pistol. But if you or have a cutoff and a pistol on, I don't want to be anywhere near you. No, that's so a like, that's I a no go. I said hello. <laughs> he asked a question, and I immediately started walking away because I'm not yeah. trying to get into anything with you. You have a pistol on you, and you're wearing a cutoff shirt and cargo shorts. We're good. We don't have anything in common. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up? See ya. <laughs> The question that he asked was, you guys see any beavers down here? Was the exact <laughs> question. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and I just said, hey, take it easy, man. Yeah, for sure. God. I don't need to be anywhere near that. No, nobody does. Yeah, guns, guns in the in the 80s, especially a shotgun, would be way different than... if. Imagine if you pulled a shotgun out in a show now.
0: Like, that's a completely Yo, no. different ballgame. Yeah, that's a no.
1: But it's still insane.
0: Yeah, that's, that's nuts. Uh, prior to being known as Butthole Servers, the band performed under a different name at every live show. Early aliases included The Dick Clark Five, Nine Foot Worm Makes Own Food, The Vodka Family Winstons, Ashtray Babyheads, Ed Asner as Gay, Fred Astaire's Asshole, The Right to Eat Fred Astaire's Asshole, Zip Gun. The inalienable right to eat Fred Astaire's asshole and many others.
1: All right. Well, you gave me nine names there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Eight of them. Eight of them are better than butthole surfers. <laughs> How did they decide on you know what? Butthole surfers is the way to go. Also, these dudes love butts. Love They're butts. Yeah. One hundred percent. Okay. Early on, Dead
0: Kennedy's from Angelo Biafra saw one of their concerts and became a fan. His record label, Alternative Tentacles, paid for studio time for the band and released their first EP in 1983, which was initially self-titled, but has also been released under the names Brown Reason to live and PP for the Sail- Pee-Pee the Sailor. <laughs> these these titles are crazy. Uh in still his journal.
1: For real.
0: Uh, In his journals, Kurt Cobain listed the EP in his top 10 favorite albums and later cited it as one of the 50 most influential albums for Nirvana's sound. Cobain later met his wife, Courtney Love at a Butthole Surfers L7 concert in 1991. That's it. That's what, that's what this all comes down to. That's That's what we needed. You know what? Here's the thing though. Without the butthole, without Butthole Surfers,
1: Kirk Cobain might still be alive. Also, without Buddle Surfers, it sounds like there wouldn't be a Nirvana, so you wouldn't give a shit about a random <laughs> dude. Yeah. That might be true, but uh, I'm looking at the other side of it. <laughs> it's Gibby Haynes' fault that Kirk Cobain is dead. There would be no celebrity skin. There would be no... Whole, I don't know. Do you think Courtney Love ever puts a record out without the Kurt Cobain relationship? Not celebrity skin. Didn't he help write that thing? Maybe.
0: I I feel like there was something about him. Yeah. I think there was something about him helping write that record.
1: Oh, make me over. I fucking love that. Oh, in 1991,
0: Haynes collaborated with Ministry, contributing vocals on their 1991 single, Jesus Built My Hot Rod. And in his memoir, Ministry frontman Al Jorgensen Writes that he and Haynes lived with Timothy Leary, no relation to guitarist Paul Leary, for two years in the mid-90s and were used as guinea pigs for his psychedelic experiments. Butthole Surfers released albums on various labels throughout the 80s and in 1992 signed with Capitol Records. Uh, In 2017, Paul Leary reflected, I grew up listening to The Beatles and Grand Funk Railroad and Dean Martin. And the thought of being on the same record label that they were on was too fucking weird. Really weird. A lot of people gave us grief for doing that, but fuck, I wasn't going to turn that down. Capitol paired the band with their first big-name producer, John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin, and together they recorded 1993's Independent Worm Saloon. The album featured a more straightforward rock approach at Jones' insistence and gave them their first minor radio hit, who was in my room last night as of now the last album they released was 2001's weird revolution and they were oif- officially on hiatus as of 2016 though a rolling stone interview in 2017 suggests they are working on a new album
1: the ministry connection checks out for me 100% oh for sure i think i think every time i mention ministry i mention jesus built my hot rod and yeah yeah if he's on it yeah That checks out. Yeah, that's wild. That checks out for this record. Yeah. For some of this out there in this record. Got some notes
0: about Electric Larryland in particular. On May 6, 1996, Capitol released Butthole Surfer's Electric Larryland, which climbed to number 31 on the Billboard 200. The single Pepper topped the Billboard Modern Rock Charts, reached number 19 on the U.S. Mainstream Rock Charts, and reached number 38 on the U.S. Top 40 Mainstream Chart. The album was certified gold by the RIAA on August 20th, 1996. Three months, and it was gold? It's commercial success. That's without a doubt. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. But without without Pepper, I don't know if that happens. Probably not. Not by the rest of the sounds on this record. Yeah, because it's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Electric Larry Land was produced by Steve Thompson, an American record producer and remixer, whose credits include... Guns N' Roses, Tesla, Madonna, John Lennon, Wu-Tang Clan, and Korn. Who
1: decided that Tesla gets an ad in there? <laughs> Who decides, you know what, we need to include Tesla with this group of people. Because that, that's a band that everybody knows and loves, right? <laughs> Tesla. Apparently Steve Thompson was all about working
0: with Tesla. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, he worked as a mixer on Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction and mixed Metallica's And Justice for All. So we have him to blame for the lack of bass on that record, I think. Which you haven't yeah. listened to, so you you don't know. Uh, I only like Saint Anger. God, I hate you. I, never really <laughs> to it. I, I know, never really it's the it. worst. It's terrible. The drum sounds on Saint Anger
1: infuriate me. I heard it was just the snare in particular. I'm going to give it a listen one of these days. I really uh. am. I don't know when. Do it on your own time because I'm not bringing it
0: to you. I'll bring it to you. <laughs> no, I've already listened to it. Well, I have all my notes already. It's shit. Well,
1: we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> this is the second Butthole Servers album to have a title that parodies another artist's work, the first being 1988's Hairway to Steven. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Electric Larryland is a parody of Jimi
1: Hendrix's Electric Ladyland. I don't know. know if I'd get along with any of these dudes. No, <laughs> we have very different ideas of what funny is. <laughs> you're you're not about all the butt humor. Although hmm, mid
0: '90s, oh man, I guess it. It's was a tough. different. It's a different time. The mid '90s, but it's
1: not like they were fucking teenagers in the mid '90s. They were grown That's adults. True. I mean, they, they were, were in, grown. Adults. What didn't they say they were in college in the late '70s? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have different ideas of <laughs> this is that whole idea of like 90s fun is not fun to me. I was ugh, the 90s.
0: So that was like Beavis and Butthead and Ren and Stimpy and the uh
1: the debut of South Park, that era, right? None of
0: that really hit for
1: me. I liked Ren and Stimpy, but I'm, I'm maybe just cause my dad did. Hmm. I think South Park I kind of was into a little bit at the beginning. I liked South Park, but I was the age of when I was supposed to like South Park. Right. Beavis and Butthead didn't hit for me till I was under till I could understand some of their references. Because like when I was watching Beavis and Butthead before, then they'd kick to a music video, I'd be like, what the fuck's going on?
0: Yeah. I that that was the thing about Beavis and Butthead. Like I only liked watching their comments on the music
1: videos. Funniest, funniest Beavis and Butthead moment of all time. Period is when they're watching Tall and Oates, mm-hmm. and it's Man Eater, and it plays for what seems like way too long without them saying anything, and yeah. then it cuts. It cuts to them, and Butthead just goes, "Are you a Man Eater, Beavis?" Like it's the funniest <laughs> fucking joke in the world, and I don't know why it hit me so strong because it's just the dumbest joke. You, it's the lowest hanging fruit you could get. Yeah, S- still higher tier comedy than what these dudes with butthole surfers are doing now. <laughs>
0: Oh, the album cover of Electric Larryland depicts a man's eardrum being impaled by a pencil. The original album artwork was inspired by the 1974 Hi-Fi murders, the torture and killings of three people during a robbery at the Hi-Fi shop, a home audio store in Ogden, Utah, on the evening of April 22, 1974. The cover was later replaced by a cover depicting a prairie dog due to the graphic image. I did, I knew nothing about those murders. I like the album art. And of course you didn't know anything about the murders. It was 1974. <laughs> I mean, I know about other murders that happened before 1974,
1: though. Yeah, but they're, those are very popular and not happening in Utah. That's true. That's true. These dudes were, these dudes were 20 when it happened. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's
0: all the notes for the band and the record. We have some uh, some chart notes, though. That's always fun. Yes, we like doing that. Uh, so the number one album for the week of May eleventh, nineteen ninety six,
1: Tupac's "All Eyes on Me." Yeah, that's that's a good one. It's really long. It's Is it? really long. Uh, as we've talked about earlier in
0: this podcast, I have not listened to a full Tupac
1: album. Yeah, it's one hundred and thirty two minutes long. Whoa! It's twenty seven tracks. Honestly. You could you could get a really really good album out of this. You just need to cut some of the fat because there is some of the fat. There is fat on this thing. Yeah. It was the number 1 album on when? When did this come out? May 11th, 1996 is the date I have. May. Because yeah. All Eyes on Me came out in February, so that thing is riding heavy. Yeah. Well, when did when when did he get shot? I wonder if that had anything to do with it. He died September 96.
0: Okay, so even it was after May, though. So, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was was going. Uh, Other albums released in May 1996.
1: Uh, May 6th, the Backstreet Boys self-titled album, Backstreet Boys. Shit right there. I I approve of these notes. Shout out to Chris. (laughs) Uh, May 7th, we have The Cure's Wild Mood Swings. You have not listened I, to The Cure? I've always felt the need to. And I also feel like because I know uh, it's Robert Smith, right? That's the dude. Yes, sir. Yep. I feel like I can't watch The Sandman Show or read Sandman because it just looks like Robert Smith. <laughs> it looks like, I gotcha. The Cure is on the list for you eventually. I've just had other
0: ones that I wanted to pick before that. But The Cure will definitely pop up in Season 2. Also released on May 7th. Pantera's the great Southern trend kill. That's
1: one I like a lot. Yep. That's one I like a lot. That's one that if I didn't listen to it when I was younger, I listen to it now. I would not like it, but yeah, probably. I
0: mean, it's not my favorite Pantera. It's actually towards the bottom of my Pantera records. It's my
1: second favorite. Is it? What's your first favorite?
0: Mm-hmm. Arby on driven. Is it? Okay. Mine is uh Cowboys from hell. Just cause that was the first one that I got introduced to.
1: Well, yeah, far beyond driven and Grace and Trenko were the two that I got introduced to, and then oh, I didn't listen sense. to any other ones for years. And then when I did listen to them, I was like, eh. mm. oh, <laughs> "Gotcha, <I'm> all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right." Uh,
0: also released on the seventh, the tragically hips trouble at the hen house.
1: I don't. You don't know, know, know that the tragically is. hip? I've heard it. I've heard the name, but I don't know what it is. Do you know the
0: name Gord Downey? <laughs> no, I mean it. I may have popped up at some point. Do you remember that Jeff Lemire book that came out,
1: The Secret Path? How the shit are we going from Trackly because Hip they're connected? To Jeff Lemire and I don't actually.
0: Yeah, Jeff Lemire and Gord Downey worked together on okay. a musical comic book combination. So there's a soundtrack to the comic book called The Secret Path. Uh, and Gord Downey was the singer, songwriter. I think he was guitarist of the
1: Tragically Hip as well. So what you're saying here is yeah. I, I have a music podcast and mm-hmm. I work at a comic book shop. Yeah. <laughs> so theoretically, I should be an expert on music and comic books and a mm-hmm. musical comic book I don't, I'm not even aware of. So I'm a fraud. Yes. Just write it up. I'm a fraud. It's actually really fantastic, too. I am a fake. I am a liar, I guess. Write it all down. That's just so sad. My mask has been pulled off much like a Scooby-Doo villain. (laughs) Oh, May 14th, we have Def
0: Leppard releasing Slang. I don't know what one that is. Me neither.
1: Uh, Also, the Buzzcocks released All Set. I don't know if I ever listened to a full Buzzcocks, but I've heard a lot of Buzzcocks tracks. But I don't know if I've ever listened to a full record.
0: Uh, I own a couple, but the one that I really, really like is Singles Going Steady. But it's a, it's like a compilation record of their best songs. But before they okay. put out some other records, I don't know. It's it's super good. Also, May 14th, Spin Doctors put out You've Got to Believe in Something. I don't know. Spin what Doctor. was the Spin Doctors big hit? They had a big hit. I know they had a big hit. I it's just not coming to mind. It was poof.
1: Can't be any of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't I I mean maybe if I heard it it would like do something but their four top songs on just like Google main page are Two Princes. That's it. I don't know what that that's is. That's their main, that's their main big song. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what that is. Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Jimmy that's Olsen's Blues. One. I don't know that one. And, and what time is it? I know the first two that you mentioned. Now, if I wanted to hear a song about what time is it, it would be by the one, the only Chicago. Thank you very much. <laughs> May 15th, Nickelback came out with Curb. And 96. Nickelback's putting records out in 96. I don't think I knew I guess Nickelback was around that long. Neither did I.
0: That had to be like one of their, that had to be their first record.
1: It is debut. Debut studio album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, May 20th, That's-
0: Cannibal Corpse came out with Vile. Yeah, they did. That's a good yeah, record. They did. Eh.
1: Good is subjective in this in this instance because <laughs> if you're not a Cannibal Corpse fan, you're not going to like a Cannibal Corpse record. It's not like it's going to change sure. your opinion on the band. If You need to yeah. already like Cannibal Corpse basically to like a Cannibal Corpse record. Gotcha.
0: May 21st, Soundgarden came out with Down on the Upside. I don't know what was on nope. that one. I think the oh. only Soundgarden record I was aware of was... Uh, man, what was the name of that record? Bad Motorfinger? I know Bad Motorfinger, but there was another one that had uh, Black Hole sound Super sun Unknown. On it. Super Unknown, yeah. Uh, the Wallflowers came out with Bringing Down the Horse.
1: I know the name. I've never listened.
0: Yep. And then here's a callback. The Suicide Machines came out with Destruction by Definition.
1: Whoa. Yeah. So... The Suicide Machines record came out the same month as this record that we're doing. Yeah. Uh huh. Whoa, that may have just changed my opinion on this record a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe not for the good. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's wild. I didn't know the that. Suicide, the suicide Machines would have been much younger. I guess that was that. Oh was, yeah. 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 That's why it's a. That's why it's a much better record. <laughs> uh may 28th we have porno for pyro's good god's urge another one i know the name never once have heard a
0: track i think i've heard a track but never got into a record at all here's the billboard charts selections from the top 100 for the week ending may 11th 1996 number one track mariah carey always be my baby she's a chart killer we've been over she is yeah
1: Uh, Number two, Bone Thugs in Harmony with The Crossroads. Huge track. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird that Mariah Carey's beating that thing out because that that might be their biggest track. Uh, It has to be their biggest track.
0: It was all over all the time. Uh, I love that track, personally. Number three, Celine Dion, Because You Loved Me. Yeah, I guess this is Celine Dion times, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Uh, Number four, The Tony Rich Project, Nobody Knows. No clue I don't know the is. Tony Rich project at all. No clue. Number five on the Billboard charts, Alanis Morissette's Ironic. That was a huge song, too. I hated it. I absolutely hated I it. it. Yeah, I think I think that popped up at some
1: point before. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I think that came up at some point. I imagine it might have been uh, on the Suicide Machines episode we did. Yeah, Yeah, that would check out. That would make sense.
0: Because it was probably still on the charts... This came out the 11th, right? May 11th. Suicide Machines came out on the 21st. So, yeah. A couple weeks afterwards, I managed. imagine that was still on the charts. Number 11 on the charts, Buster Rhymes with WooHaw. Got you all in check.
1: That dude is 100% from outer space. <laughs> yeah. That dude is an alien. No, nobody has ever rapped like he does, and nobody uh-huh. has ever sounded the way he does nobody has ever had a head as big as his is (laughs) i've never listened to a full project that's really really tough because you kind of already have to want to like it to like Mm -hmm. it because it is so different his first record is insane though when you have to put it in the perspective of like when it came out right it's insane but I love Busta, but Busta's not one of those that I'm like, yeah, I'll just throw a Busta record on. Like I have to be in a Busta mood to listen to yeah. Busta. Yeah. Number 12
0: on the charts, The Jim Blossoms with Follow You Down slash Till I Hear It From You.
1: You love The Jim Blossoms. I love that track, at least. I don't even know. That's not their huge hit, is it? They had another huge hit. They've had a few, yeah. I don't know that one. I know a different one.
0: Till I hear it from you.
1: Oh, so it just sounds like all their other songs. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Number 13, Brandy's sitting up in my room. Man, I I need to revisit Brandy. Yeah? Because there was a part of me that was always so interested in Brandy, and I loved Brandy, but she was doing like, R&B, and I wasn't into R&B at the time. Yeah. Well, she just put out that rap record, right? <laughs> no, she put out <laughs> that rap track, like a verse, going in oh, Jack okay. Harlow, which is hilarious.
0: <laughs> Uh, Number 14 on the charts, LL Cool J with doing it. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Yeah, I I don't think LL Cool J
1: did it for me ever.
0: He never really did it for me either. But uh, I I know he's held in high regard.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's for me because he's for the ladies because ladies love Cool J.
0: They sure do. Number 25, the Smashing Pumpkins with 1979. You love it. I do, but I'm not giving you that record. We've already discussed it, but it's just it's just too long for you. I, you wouldn't like it. I'll give you a different one, but uh, that track I love that track. It's super good. Uh, we're gonna skip a few. I know Chris went through a lot of work to get these uh, to get these notes, but I got a lot of songs here, so we'll just go with number twenty-eight. No doubt, just a girl. Um, just a girl. I like that track. I like that
1: track. Yeah.
0: Uh, number thirty is Goo Goo Dolls' name. That was their big. Well, one of their big hits prior to Iris.
1: Okay, so it was it was one that you said was more rocky because didn't you say Iris? They became like more soft or softer. Well, no name is where they kind of became
0: okay. more radio friendly. Uh, before okay. that, they were more punk rocky.
1: That 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 the word punk with Goo Goo Dolls does not sit in my head. I, I know it doesn't. I know it doesn't. But it's true. Uh,
0: number forty six. The song Hook by Blues Traveler. Everybody knows that one.
1: That bandolier of harmonicas. <laughs> it's so crazy. I got a few more. Number 53, Oasis Wonderwall. Huge song. Talk about a song that I never have to hear again in my life. <laughs> right, because it's been played into the ground. I'd never have to hear it again.
0: Ever. Ever. Number 55, Weird Al Yankovic with Amish Paradise. Perfect. <laughs> what
1: a great track. Hold on. I have a... Hmm. I wonder. I need to look something up really quick. You can continue if you want. I
0: uh, just got one. one more that I really want to point out. Coming in at number 65, we have the Presidents of the United States of America with
1: Peaches. I'm going to be honest, and I know how you yeah. feel about that band. I'm going to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I don't ever need to hear that song ever again. But have you listened to that project? No, because it's going on the list. You know what? I had to look this up. Okay. Weird Al. Yeah. Has 14 records. I know. We should draft Weird Al's discography. Oh, man. (laughs) That would be fun. Listening to everything from his first record in 83 to his most recent in 2014. That sounds great. That's it for those, uh, those
0: charts. We can get into our review of the record. And I have some notes from Chris as well. Uh, we'll do as, as a cleanup at the end. I don't know how we go about talking about this. We'll just go back and forth on our notes for each track. Sound good?
1: Yeah, it'll be be like a conversation. Like Garth Brooks says, let the conversation begin. Does he say that? (laughs) I didn't know that. When he joined Facebook, he did this video and he posted on Facebook. And it is the most uncomfortable, wildest thing you will ever see. He's like, well, it's official. We joined Facebook. Most of the stuff I'm gonna post is gonna be, I wanna post neat stuff, cool stuff, slick stuff, but most of the stuff I'm gonna post is gonna be raw stuff like this.
0: <laughs> like oh, no. some people
1: say, some people say that Facebook is you know just a conversation, and I say, <laughs> let the conversation begin. Oh god, no, that's terrible. He, like it's it's honestly, it's 46 seconds. I I watch it every day for like two years. I love it These so really- much. <laughs> He's like, what they say is it's 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 wiping the walls away between you and me, you know, in our in our live in our homes or in my case, a hotel room like oh, it's God. just fucking no, dude, what the hell? it's it's unhinged and insane. And like you could tell he wrote it and he's reading it, but he's trying to read it as if he didn't write it. It's right. It's yeah. wild. Uh, Watch it. Watch Garth Brooks. Facebook I may have to clip it out and put it at the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's start with the first track. Give me your thoughts on Birds. Birds. This is what I hear in my head every time we mention Ministry. Oh, okay. It's like an industrial sound, but also like a weird sound. There's a bunch of sounds. I imagine it's that like tape editing and noise manipulation they're talking about. That's probably what Ministry does a lot of too. Yeah. Uh, It's a fast-paced opener that I don't like. (laughs) Really? You don't like I, do, I did not like this track. I did not like this track.
0: Uh, I wrote down, I love how we just get thrown into it. I was not expecting this vibe at all. The guitar solo rips. Vocals are buried quite a bit, but I feel like it's intentional. Uh, it reminds me of Dead Kennedys. Uh, I like this one a lot.
1: Yeah, we went two different ways on that opener. because totally I it didn't, did. <laughs> it didn't do anything for me. It did not. Yeah. I, I actually actively dislike it. Oh, like, wow. Every, like, like, after the first couple times I listened to the record, I'd skip it when I started the record, because it put a bad taste in my mouth. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: That's wild. Uh, our opinions on this one are polar opposites.
1: Yeah. So tell me your thoughts on Cough
0: Syrup, then. My thoughts on Cough Syrup? Uh, I dig a song with baseball references in it. I don't get the track lyrically at all, but I really dig the unconventional song structure and rhyme scheme. Uh, In the 90s, a lot of bands were doing a lot of the same stuff, but these dudes are just doing whatever the hell they want. Um, I dig the the strings at the end.
1: The vocals on this one being so different than the first one was a major shift for me. And I actually like, I like this track as an opener more than I like Birds as an opener. Okay. Musically, and this is where the year that they like formed and were, you know, around and everything. Musically, this reminded me of R.E.M. I got a lot of REM I got a little bit out. of that too yeah but like a like a comedic REM which is not sure I'm not sure how I feel about that sure yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. when I listen when I listen to REM it's so strange that it almost is comedic but then when you like force the comedy into it especially if you're all your comedy is about buttholes and eating <laughs> ass like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not here to judge anybody or kink shame anybody but it's a weird lane to just decide you're going to jump into and do a hundred down. They've been doing it since the eighties though. So yeah. Yeah. But I actually, I like this song a lot. There's some instrumentation and sounds at the end that feel very futuristic for when this album came out.
0: Sure. I did. I didn't realize that it came out in 96. Like I knew it was the Mm -hmm. nineties, but without looking it up, I didn't know it was 96. And then, Seeing that Suicide Machines put out a record the same month. Yeah, that really messes with my head a bit.
1: That, that puts this in perspective a bit. But I think it is it is because the Suicide Machines would have been a young, a band of young people putting music out. And this is, I mean, I don't, we should we should look it up of how old these dudes are. Were they 40? <laughs> like, honestly. I mean, were they they would 40? Have been, like if they were in college, okay, let's say college starts when you're
0: 18 in the late 70s. Add 20 years to it, you're
1: 36, uh, 38 at the earliest, right? Okay. Gibby Hayes today is 64. So 96, he would have been. 38. Yeah. So they were pushing. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. That Because they were, I mean, full grown adults. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't suicide machines out here embracing a feel and embracing what they're doing. It was full grown men. Doing what they wanted to do, yeah, yeah and wild. knowing that this isn't their first, second, third album makes this feel different too. Like I didn't know what I could have sworn this was their debut. <laughs> I didn't know that this was way further down the line in their discography. Well, it definitely, and I don't know if this is a positive or negative. It feels more like a debut than it does a band's third, fourth, fifth record. Right. Yeah. Next up, the the single Pepper. Yeah, I definitely heard this track before, like definitely, 100%. Once it started playing, I was like, I get it. I heard it. Now, is this, was there, I don't know when this track came out. When did Beck's Loser come out?
0: Mellow Gold came out, I want to say earlier than 96.
1: Beck's Loser came out in 94. Yeah. So, I hear Loser in this a lot. Like For there's sure. moments where I, in my head, I'll be singing this and it'll pop over and I'll just start singing a loser. loser. Yeah. So I don't know if they took inspiration from that song. I don't know if <laughs> Putting it it nicely. Was an, I don't know if it was an outright rip off of that track, but right. it's pretty close to that. Now that you mention it, yeah, it is pretty close. I didn't think about that. The only other thing I have is, like after the coming down the mountain part, I think it would mm. there if there was like a sick breakdown there, it would sound awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the only notes I have for this is
0: this is the only butthole surfer song I knew before this episode. Uh, I always liked yeah. it, but never was interested enough to pick up the record or even delve deeper into their music at all. But I, I mean, I always I always liked the song. So then, what did you think of Thermidor? The next track. Cool little rocker. Uh, I don't really have much to say about it. Uh, more structured groove of a track after Pepper uh, feels like it runs a little longer than needed, but it's not bad.
1: This one reminded me a bit of Primus. Okay, I've never listened to a full Primus record. It, it's it's like a like you said. It's like it's a four minute jam song that yeah. barely has any lyrics. It's not for me, but I didn't. I don't hate it like I should. Like there's this is a definitely a song that. I shouldn't like right. because of all the yeah. sounds I'm hearing, but I didn't hate it at all, which was, no, I, d- for me. I
0: didn't hate it. It was just, it's, it's there. It's solid. Don't mind it. Uh, what'd you
1: think of ulcer breakout? Uh, this feels like an actual punk track and, and yeah. I'm here for it. Like it feels mm-hmm. like they went back and by the way, not knowing that they had a punk background. I was just kind of assuming based off this track that they had a punk background. Sure. Yeah. I- I'm here for it until the solo pops in and fucks up my entire vibe. Luckily though, I I forget the solo quickly And um, I get back in the track Something about this band gives me a short memory Like other bands, I would hear a sound And I would hold it against them If not even through that track, through multiple tracks But this one, they do something and I just move past it I I don't know why, like I have a short memory when it comes to this band
0: Well, even the first five tracks of this record Like they're all completely different musical styles
1: Which works for me i like that shit you know i like diversity and that much wild shit back to back i mean i don't know if there's an album this one might get close but this one still has a similar sonic quality through it all but Mm -hmm. like big dumb faces record is absolutely different genres yeah yeah for sure (laughs) but but yeah this is close i mean it's not
0: different genres per se but it's like the switch-ups every song is like it's there, you can tell like if you if you put some of these songs back to back, like if you put birds backed by Pepper, I would have thought it was two different bands. A lot of these tracks, it would
1: sound like two different bands,
0: yeah, for sure. Uh, I like that the tempo jumped up on this song uh we're we're back to the kind of feel of birds, like the the faster paced. I love that you can hear the bass more on this track. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's super present. Good track. I liked it. So then next up, Jingle yeah. of a Dog's Caller. <laughs> uh, more of a like a beachy vibe to this track. It's funny because I know I've talked about it before where I feel like some songs can be played during that dancing scene in Hocus Pocus. This one has Shit. those spooky keys that sound like a Halloween kind of song. Uh, but I dig it for this song. I don't know why this song gets away with it where like boogie feet doesn't get away with it from kesha um and then it it, this song just puts a smile on my face and then i
1: love the dog sounds
0: at the end i i love i love puppies
1: it's a much slower song it's a much groovier song yeah Uh, the the actual hook like jingle of a dog's collar like jingle of a dog's collar the way he says it yeah, is so pleasing to my ear. Like it's yeah. almost, it's almost like ASMR level. Like I almost <laughs> have little, like tinglies in my head. That's how much I love the way it's said. It's like it's rushed, but it still fits. I yeah. fucking love the way the Jingle of the Dog's caller is said. It's not too long. I like this track a lot. I was a big fan of this track. I like this track a lot too. TV star. What do you think about that one? It's a real song. <laughs> like this might be the first, <laughs> this might be the first real song that's not a joke or an experiment or them manipulating something for the sake of manipulating it. It feels like a real song. Yeah, it's not, it's not and I don't mean like joke as if it's a gag. I yeah. mean like, if they can do this, if they can write a song like TV Star, why are they writing these other joke songs? Unless, again, it's that whole. Did I talk to you about the uh, like the Beyonce quandary I came up with? No, like at this point, Beyonce makes music for Beyonce fans because there's enough of those that she doesn't need to do anything. So like whatever she does, Beyonce fans are going to like it because they're a fan of her. So yeah, maybe you just do whatever. butthole surfers know what their demo is, and most of their music is written for them because that's who they want to please. I don't know. Right. Yeah. This song feels like a real song. It's light. It's breezy. It's, it's great. This is a great song. I dug the slide guitar on this one. I definitely didn't expect slide guitar on any butthole
0: surfer song, but that, that was cool. I want to know who Christina is. Is it Christina
1: Applegate from Married With Children fame? 96, Yeah, I guess it could uh-huh. be, or it could, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know any other ones. Neither do I, but uh, I like that thought. <laughs> Next up, My Brother's Wife, please, tell me what you think. What
0: are we doing here? This track is trying its damnedest to make me feel uncomfortable, and I think it's winning. This track is fucked up, and it goes on way
1: too long. We can just move on to the next track after I read what I have written down very quickly. Sure. And I quote. (laughs) Scrap this thing. Cut it out of the album. Skip it. No bueno. Pass. Trash. Move along. Hard no. Instrumental interlude that's bad and unnecessary. Yep. So the next track, Uh Aha. What'd you think of Uh Aha? It took me a while to get over the vibe killer that the previous Mm -hmm. fucking track was. Like that like that my brother's wife is. I'm gonna say it. It might be one of the worst tracks on any album we've ever done.
0: I will. It's, I will agree with that. I hate that song so much. It's the worst. It's
1: awful. It's yeah. the worst. Eventually, I could bounce out of it and I could formulate some kind of opinion on this. Yeah. I got a little bit of uh, like di vocals in this. Okay. Like I, I it, it was back to reminded me of di a little bit and. I guess that plays into their hardcore punk background, like because DI yeah. was huge. Well, huge, relatively. Yeah, I guess, like I, they weren't in
0: the scene, maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah, they weren't crushing the charts, but no. DI is a very well known band. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't have a problem I, with it. But I had to really get over the vibe killer.
0: Oh yeah, I said, thank the gods, we're back to something quote unquote normal. Uh, I appreciate the song so
1: much. The fact that it's not my brother's wife makes me love it. Like We t- we talk about how tracks that come after amazing tracks are hard to deal with. Yeah. A track coming after that track, you could put anything after that track, and it'd be like, that's a fucking masterpiece, Doc. Right. 100%. 100%. Maybe from now on, before I do any record you give me, I play that track as a palette player. <laughs> and you'll just love it. Yeah, we better run back the uh, the Walking on Cars record. I'll just listen to that like before, before every like track, it. and we'll be fine.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, the next yeah. track is The Lord is a Monkey. What do you got? I
0: got really worried at the beginning, but it got better. Uh, still kind of weird, though. Really weird, actually. This is just crazy.
1: This is another like pepper ministry song. It it, yeah. it really gave me Jesus Built My Hot Rod vibes. Like a lot. Okay. And you said that he was it's understandable now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. This is like if Rob Zombie played grunge. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally got that vibe. There are like the drop after Needle in her eye and like dope up her ass is pretty hard. Like those drops are pretty hard. I yeah. like those drops. I think at this point, I just got sick of all the butt jokes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. It, it, it devolved into noise and madness at the end. and Which is something I dig normally. Is, the snare is super loud in the production on this one. Like, it's really loud. Right. Not saying anger loud. <laughs> we'll get, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do a comparison. I'm going to do an A-B. I'm going to A-B that thing. So next up, we have Let's Talk About Cars. Uh, I don't understand French, even after three years of high school
0: classes. Uh, I did catch an, an Andy Warhol being mentioned, though. Uh, musically, it's a nice little groove. That's that's all I got.
1: It's an unnecessary cooldown track in French. I, <laughs> I'm okay. It's removable. Yeah. You could have taken this thing off the record. Uh, we'll get into that in a in a a
0: cleanup after we okay. go through these tracks. But I, I have yeah. I have some thoughts on the record as
1: a whole. Uh, next up, l a you mentioned the vocals were buried in birds, yeah, the vocals are absolutely underground in this thing. They yeah. are so far beneath all the production yet you can still hear like the punk hardcore roots that they have in it, which mm-hmm. is very strange but the the vocals were way too buried for me to enjoy it. I said back to the fast paced buried
0: vocals version of Bowhole Surfers that I like, oh, I yeah, I di- I dig that, like that '80s punk vibe that they were putting out on this and Birds. I, yeah, this is like my preferred version of Butthole Surfers.
1: So you might enjoy earlier Butthole Surfers records.
0: I might. I uh, I could possibly go back and listen. Yeah. So then we have the closer. The closer. Space. Yeah, uh, I like this as a closer.
1: That's it. Okay. <laughs> the wind down, it is like a wind down closer, but nothing happens for two minutes, and then it doesn't wind down. It like it winds turn back up, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then there's drill sounds. It's weird. It's weird. It's yeah. a weird choice for a closer. It is. But,
0: but it's the only thing that could close this record.
1: You know what could close this record? Hitting the X button on my fucking browser <laughs> and <laughs> taking it easy. Oh, um, man. Okay. I I do have like a, a a metaphor for how I feel about this record. Okay, I, if I treat this record like I'm you trying to lose a couple pounds, it's okay. And by that, <laughs> I mean if if I'm eating keto and this record is a sandwich, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm pulling off the bread. I'm pulling off like the first track, pulling off the last couple of tracks. I don't need the bread, and then I also happen to not like pickles. <laughs> I hate pickles. Those shitty instrumental interlude tracks are the pickles, and I'm going to pick those off. Gotcha. So take the bread off, take the pickles off. And this album is okay. That leaves you with like four songs. (laughs) I will actually sacrifice cough syrup in order to take more bread off if I have to, but even though I liked cough syrup. I liked cough syrup too. Four, it would probably be like a six songer. So it would be like a hard EP. (laughs) Right. It'd It'd be like a nice EP. I listened to this whole thing for the first
0: half of the week. And then I took off my brother's wife. The Lord is a monkey. And let's talk about cars. And then I liked it.
1: Okay. So you got rid of the pickles, but you're still eating the bread. You better watch out. You're going to pack. I know, some pounds. I know. <laughs> those <laughs> carbs are going to kill me. Yeah. I, I don't need the carbs or the pickles in this.
0: Yeah. Let me, uh, let me read Chris's cleanup notes real quick before we get into the top three. OK, he said, if I remember correctly, I bought the CD at a mall back when it came out while I was on vacation in the Upper Peninsula with my parents and listened so to it their in my, car, <laughs> my portable CD player while looking through the booklet, which had no lyrics, just some weird and maybe mildly disturbing photos. Wait, how old about- was he? How old was he when he would have bought this estimate? I could tell you exactly, because as of recording this song, recording this episode, uh, Chris's birthday was yesterday. So, happy birthday to Chris, a uh, good friend of mine. So, I am the age I am. We are similar in age. So, 96 would be 15,
1: 14, 15. You know, I think I can give it a pass. If yeah. you're 14, 15, those jokes are going to hit. For it's sure. Be what it is experimental enough that you're going to try to probably enjoy it, especially if you're into venturing into different genres. Yeah. I don't think me as a 32-year-old man can get into the record the same way that you, that Chris did when he was 14, yeah. 15. Years. Oh, for sure.
0: He says, uh, I know a couple of the tracks can be difficult to get through. In parentheses, I sincerely apologize for my brother's wife. I hope you only listen to it once. I um, listened to it the whole time. <laughs> I listened to it for a few days and then had I had to stop.
1: Uh, I removed I'll-
0: birds before I removed that. Oh no way! No, yeah, uh, I did. I did. He thinks the album as a whole is a lot of fun and it doesn't take itself too seriously, which he appreciates. Uh, he's found myself revis- he found himself revisiting it a lot over the years. Until very recently, it was the only Butthole Surfers album I ever listened to. But not long ago, I dipped into. The- oh, but not long ago, I dipped into the previous album, Independent Worm Saloon. And the following album, Weird Revolution, and they're pretty interesting too. If you like this one at all, I'd recommend giving them a shot.
1: That's tough because I, I honestly think if you, if I had nostalgia with this record and these sounds, I would enjoy it. Yeah, and well, then I don't know if without having nostalgia of Butthole Surfers sound, I don't know if I would enjoy those other records. Either. The fact that Independent Worm Saloon and Weird Revolution
0: won't have
1: my brother's wife on them. You don't know. I, I could. They, <laughs> they have my brother's wife revisited on them. It, it shouldn't have been on this record. So you don't know <laughs> what else
0: record it's on. It's
1: true. Uh, but I'd be willing to give those records a shot, like
0: earlier ones too, if if I can find them. Like the more punk influence stuff, if they had it back. So in the what's 80s. your
1: top three of this thing? Because I know Birds is
0: on there. Birds is my number one. <laughs> Aha is my number two, and Ulcer Breakout is my number three.
1: Aha is my number three. So we do have one go. in common. In we
0: ways. have one in common.
1: Yeah. Two, Jingle of a Dog's Collar. We talked about love that yeah. <laughs> I love
0: that song. Yeah. It just barely didn't make my top three.
1: And then my number one, and you could have probably told this, you could probably guess this, it's TV Star. I yep, think it's an, an actual song. It's, it's one of the only actual songs on this record that isn't just Fun Time, Go Time, Butt Time.
0: Uh I have a top three from Chris as well. Uh his number three is TV star. Okay. Number two is pepper. And then number one is cough syrup.
1: Yeah, I don't think I I did like cough syrup, but like I said, I I I would have to And I I don't know. For some reason I feel like I couldn't put pepper on there just because it was so closely related to that Beck track. I you know what? I never thought about it being like that Beck track. I didn't
0: put it in my top three because because I knew it so well, mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to put some new stuff on the list. But I don't know. I still I, I still like that track. So I guess we'll, we'll get to the question then. Yeah, both of us have to answer it. Both of us have to answer it. So I'll ask you first, thrown own phone or grown for Butthole Surfers, Electric Larry Land.
1: As I said, if this was a sandwich and I removed the bread and I removed the pickles, <laughs> I would eat this sandwich and i would actually enjoy the sandwich yeah. that being said that's a lot of work you have to do to sit down and eat a sandwich it's a gr- it's a groan for me there are okay. some good tracks on it i'm not yeah. going to ever revisit any of them though probably but who knows things change sure maybe maybe it'll be an earworm and i'll be like you know what maybe i should give tv 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 star another another go right but it's it's a groan for me
0: uh for me i i put it in phone uh take out my brother's wife, and if you just take out that one song, I could probably deal
1: with the Lord is a monkey and let's talk about cars. Better, I'm glad I'm not ever bringing you a ministry record, then, because that's like like the two that you're just bearing is like what ministry is. <laughs> the Lord is a monkey and let's talk about cars. Yeah, the Lord is a monkey, definitely, and let's talk All about right. cars. Not really, but the Lord is a monkey is just ministry like through and through almost
0: for real. If my brother's wife and let's talk about cars weren't on this
1: record, I would own it. Probably, I would. I would search for it. I mean, weirdly enough, if I'm going to be honest here, weirdly enough, this I do like weird shit. Like I yeah. do like weird shit, and f- for for the sake of this show, I mm-hmm. I it's a it's a groan because I'm. I don't like this record. <laughs> like I actively <laughs> don't like. It. But yeah. I do really like weird shit and the first like four times I listened to this, I actually went and looked on Discogs to see what it was going for because I I was I, if it was going to be cheap, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's weird. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe if I found it out in the wild for a very cheap price. I need to put an asterisk beside that. <laughs> right. Very right. I I I would add it to the collection just because it's weird. It might never get spun. Maybe if one, maybe if I found one where my brother's wife was all scratched, and I could pick it up for five bucks, I would. (laughs) I don't know. I do like weird shit for some reason, and I don't know why. But the name Butthole Surfers it gets (laughs) to me, and I don't know why. I wish I knew why, but I don't. But yeah, it's it's a groan, but as you heard, I said, if I ever found it out for probably under $5, I would add yeah. it into the collection. Yeah. But that might just be because I do love this show, and it would be like, hey, we did this on the show. Like That's probably why right. I would get that. <laughs> it wouldn't right. get added because I'm like, I can't wait to spin this when I get home. For sure. Well, you weren't just listening
0: to Butthole Surfers this week. You had to have something you were enjoying listening to. Yes. <laughs> What's your record of the week?
1: I mean, I really—I've apparently backed myself into the same corner every week we do this, where some aspect of my record of the week I can't pronounce and I fear I'm going to pronounce it wrong. <laughs> sure. So that being said, like I wanted, I, I should just pick "Spaceships on the Blade" by Larry June because those are easy words to describe. I like mm-hmm. that album. I revisited it a couple times, and I'm, I'm actually still enjoying it. But, I can't lie, my actual record of the week is Moments, lowercase M-O-M-I-N-T, uppercase, S, lowercase, by, and here we go, I apologize, because I know I'm going to botch it, I've tried, he even says his name in multiple tracks, but he says it so fast, I don't, I can't catch it, I can't, <laughs> by Toby Ingwe, Toby okay. Ingwe, T. T O B E N W I G W E. It's a banger of a fucking record. I've sent you a few of these singles already, like uh, Been Broke" with Two Chains and "Chameleonaire." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the that that the debut the single round here about onions getting peeled is fucking yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> There's just so much energy and so much heart and so much thought and artistry that went into this record. I love it. It speaks to me, and it is fantastic. I love it. So it's moments. By and again I apologize, Toby Ningwe. The N might be silent, so it might be Toby Wingway, or the W might be silent, it might be Toby Ningwe. I'm not sure. I'm yeah. sorry. Because I tried really hard. He even says it like there's a lyric where he says his full name, like with his middle name, and he's like, it might be oh, hard to wow. pronounce, but you're gonna have to say it. Wow. And I, I can't get it. I can't catch it. <laughs> I, I've tried. I listened to that track 18 times, and I can't, I can't get it. <laughs> so that being said, Scott, what was your record of the week? Uh, my record of the week was Danger Mouse and Black Thought's
0: Cheat Codes. I listened big, to it. Big fan, big fan of Black Thought. Uh, top five rapper of all time, in my opinion. The features on this record are amazing. You got Conway on here. You got Run the Jewels on here. You got ASAP Rocky on it, and then you've got an MS that, Doom feature. I did.
1: I kind of thought this would be record of the week, so I held off asking these questions until this sure. episode. Yeah. Uh, what was your opinion on ASAP Rocky's verse? Because I know you don't. You're not very experienced with ASAP Rocky.
0: No, I. Uh, he was featured alongside Run the Jewels on the same track, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I believe he so. got
0: lost in the mix for me. Okay, because I mean he's sandwiched by Black Thought and LP, and then Killer Mike, Killer Mike sweeps that song. He he gets lost in it for me. Like I'd have to listen back and just pick out his verse, uh, but it didn't. It wasn't bad. Okay, like I, I didn't think, I didn't think he was out of place. I didn't think that uh, he was. I, I didn't think he was bad. I just he's just
1: there, and I yeah. don't really
0: pay attention.
1: And then I wanted to also ask how you felt about Joey Badass's verse.
0: Oh, Joey Badass! I forgot. Uh, I wanted to mention him because his verse was killer. Like he he murdered that song.
1: Yeah, that makes me want to bring you his like debut record because he is an amazing rapper. He's yeah. unreal. His verse as was a person is suspect sometimes. As a person, it's it's, it's sometimes I don't know anything about yeah. him. So he, he just he says some wild shit sometimes, and then he'll like go back on it and say no, I was joking, and it just oh, it's gotcha. iffy. He's one of those gotcha. guys that I'm not sure where we sit with him. I'm not positive. Gotcha. But I've but listened him, to everything he puts out.
0: Yeah, his verse was great. His verse was yeah, he great.
1: Raekwon was on that record.
0: Yeah, Raekwon was the first feature on that record. Yeah, super good. Um, and and Black Thought together, like, they fit. Like, they just fit. MF Doom's verse, uh, you know my feeling about posthumous releases. I feel the same way about posthumous verses. But I feel like that track was, like, probably recorded the same time they were doing the Danger Doom record. And maybe it just didn't fit on that record, so they brought it back. And Black Thought was more a feature on that one. I still liked it he references danger mouse in the MF doom references danger mouse in his verse. Uh, Mm. and I appreciated that. That's kind of where I got that danger doom, uh, outtake possibly. Um, but I thought the record as a whole is fantastic. I love that. The first track is just one long verse from black thought. Mm. Um, the, the record is just really good. I love the production. I love the instrumentals. Yeah. Super good.
1: I liked it. It was just beat out by another album that spoke yeah, for to sure. me more.
0: Yeah. This is definitely a, a my version of hip hop that I like. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, it's a, it's a great record. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. There was just another thing that was, I listened <laughs> to more. Right. So with that all being said, Scott, what yeah. am I listening
0: to next week? For episode one of season two, I'm giving you a record we talked about in our first episode. Cause I went back and listened uh, to our first episode and this band got mentioned like four times. <laughs> I'm giving you the
1: get up kids something to write home about. I don't think I know much. I don't, I, I think I've seen the name, but I don't know if mm-hmm. I've ever heard one. song. Well,
0: now you're about to listen to like 13, I think. Oh, okay.
1: Thank you for throwing a teen on there <laughs> because I, thought the T was coming. Whoa. You're about to listen to 13 tracks. So. <laughs> no, no, no. I it might not even be 13 tracks. Okay, I'll take I'll take that though, because when 13. I bring you that Tupac record, that's two hours long. You know, you can't you can't even sit through that Tupac record. You're not going to give me that Tupac record. <sighs> I've spun the whole thing. <laughs> it is. It's long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely a record. I would put I, by the way I'm not going to bring it to you but I 100% would ex- I never would expect it to be an own because the idea of spinning that many tracks that long yeah and it's definitely a record that you need to curate your own playlist of like sure I, I don't know if that was an intention if he was thinking that futuristic but right. there's def- there's some absolute fat that can be trimmed off that thing Gotcha you will be getting a two-buck record, but it's not that one. Yeah, I figured. So other than that, I guess that's it. Listen to Get Up Kids, something to write home about for next week. Yeah. Uh, thanks Follow to Chris again.
0: The- I, I, yeah. I want to shout him out some more because I I never regret listening to anything. Not really. Uh, and there's tracks on here that if I never knew of, uh, I'd be disappointed. I love, I like I said, I love birds. But I, I'm glad I finally got to listen to this record. I've seen it. Before all over the place, I listened to Pepper a million times. So, yeah, I just want to shout out Chris again. Thanks a lot, buddy.
1: You already got one shout out from me. You're gotten, You're not getting another one for this record. <laughs> you already got one. I appreciate the notes, and I appreciate the effort, and I thank you for listening. But if it was a different record, maybe you get a second one from me, but not a second one for this record. But... <laughs> That being said, follow us on Twitter at a Send us an email at are you at gmo.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Um
0: if you have any I recommendations,
1: let us know. Yeah. Who do you we want vote. to tell about us? Who do you want to what profession do you want to tell about us? What's the what's the butt doctor name? Proctologist?
0: Yeah, you should tell a proctologist about us because of this record. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I could see Chris being friends with a bunch of proctologists based (laughs) on this. You don't even know Chris. (laughs) Yeah, well he loves the butthole surf sorry, he loves butthole surfers, so Scott, thank you for the friendship. Thank you for the episode. Chris, thank you for the notes. Thank you for listening. I said listening fifteen times. I don't want to say are you listening right now, but I don't (laughs) have another choice. You have to. (laughs) Are you listening? Are you listening? Fun time, go time, butt time. What's the butt doctor? And then I also happen to not like pickles. It's just me being a pedantic asshole, basically. Oh, make me over, turn, turn, turn. I fucking love that fucking track.